Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Woo! A spectre is haunting British politics. The spectre of a 50 billion pound fiscal black hole. Or is it 40 billion? Or 60 billion. That's kind of part of the problem. It keeps changing. I'll go into that. It's kind of crucial to the whole story. But here we go again. Another cynical and shameless attempt by the Conservatives to lay the foundations for yet another round of slash and burn cuts. Now, after the economic calamity, which was unleashed, don't know if you remember this part, by the Conservative Prime Minister, Liz Truss, who heads a Conservative government, itself a shameless attempt to redistribute wealth into the bank accounts often offshore bank accounts, of those who already have far too much. Now, after all of that, the Tories spot from a crisis they caused an opportunity to drive their opponents onto the defensive. Now, if you make the need for cuts the central plank of British politics, that will always benefit the partisan interests of the Conservatives because rolling back the frontiers of the state for ideological reasons is what gets them up in the morning. Now, remember what they did with the financial crash. They took a crisis, which, very important that we remember what happened here, was caused by the bankers, caused by free market ideology, ultra free market dogma for that matter. Now, they knew that that would put them on the defensive because that's, you know, championing the bankers, championing markets, championing the private sector, doing what the hell it likes. That's in the Tory DNA. So despite the fact they backed Labour spending pound for pound until the crash itself happened, they rewrote history and they transformed how the public understood the crisis from a crisis of the private sector into a crisis of the public sector. In their new narrative, Labour had spent too much money on schools and hospitals. And now to pick up the pieces they had to do slash and burn cuts or all mayhem would then be unleashed. Now, they made all sorts of illiterate economic metaphors that nonetheless chimed with people's common sense. The idea of comparing a nation's budget to a household budget or saying that Labour had maxed out the credit card, for example. Now, ludicrous. I don't know if you've noticed if you have a garden. Many of us don't. If you look outside your family home, there isn't a central bank printing money. Now, obviously, we had mass quantitative easing in this country throughout uh, the aftermath of the financial crash, in which vast amounts of money was injected uh, into the economy. That's one key difference between a household and, for example, a national economy. But the austerity that was imposed for ideological reasons by George Osborne and David Cameron, led to an unprecedented squeeze in living standards and shredded public services, as well as economic growth that was three times lower than the average before the crash and the resulting austerity. But the thing is, despite the fact that this was due to Tory policies, they were in power, they were in government, they succeeded in making Labour the scapegoat. They blamed that people blamed Labour for it. Labour spent too much money, that crashed the economy, the Tories had to balance the books and all the rest of it. Now, that 
that sense of no alternative, I'm afraid to say Labour in opposition had much of the blame because they didn't challenge the narrative that they'd spent too much money, that actually there was a crash caused by the banks who weren't properly regulated, and then tax receipts go down and spending goes up on, for example, the welfare state, as unemployment goes up and people's living standards are suppressed, and then you get a big whopping deficit. They didn't explain that. Now, what actually happened during the period of austerities, the cost of borrowing was very low. So the Tories justified cuts by saying that if they didn't do cuts, then the nation's credit rating would be slashed and then the cost of borrowing would go through the roof. Well, guess what? Plot twist. Our credit rating was slashed. What happened to the cost of borrowing? Oh, it didn't actually go up at all. Actually, it continued to go down. The whole thing was a massive con. So much misery, pain, suffering, stagnation, decline, not to mention an estimated 300,000 excess deaths due to austerity, all for nothing. I mean, they, they said they'd wipe out the deficit as well in one parliamentary term. They didn't even get to half. So let's return to this supposed fiscal black hole, since we're trying to rerun what happened last time. It encourages us to visualise, doesn't it, the real thing, that there's this big gaping black hole that's actually there and it needs to be filled. It's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing in, in any actual practical sense. Now, as economists like James Meadway point out, it's nothing more than a product of the government's own economic forecasts and its completely arbitrary rule to reduce debt as a share of gross domestic product, that's our economy, over three years. No need to have that arbitrary um, um, rule at all. It's completely arbitrary by definition. Now, if you alter either the, the forecasts, which is all they are, forecasts, or the rule, then poof, magic. Just like that. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The fiscal black hole doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing there. But, of course, the response goes, well... It might be a fictitious fiscal black hole, but it's been conjured up into reality. It's all very meta. And if you don't do something very severe, then the markets will crash again. And we've already gone through that, so we don't want to go through it again. Now, the claims, if you look back at the kind of claims that this, you know, unless Rishi Sunak just hacks the state to pieces, we need to remember why the markets crashed last time. Now, no serious person believed that unfunded tax cuts worth tens of billions of pounds to rich people would suddenly lead to this explosion of growth, which was the 
underlying claim, the whole rationale. No credible person thought that would cause uh, an explosion of growth. So it was just a completely false claim. They didn't even offer any of the normal projections that come with those economic policies so people can actually plan ahead in terms of what will actually happen to the economy. They were even talking about more rounds of tax cuts. They were like, oh, we've only just started, guys. Now, what the Tories basically did is they crept up on the markets and yelled, boo, very, very loudly, indeed. (laughs) Now, the one thing markets want is predictability. They want to be able to factor in decisions and not have massive surprises thrown at them. They couldn't have done, the the government, they couldn't have done more to just suddenly surprise the markets and spring this massive shock on them. And that's what we saw the resulting market panic. Now, that doesn't mean that an entirely fictional black hole has to be filled by slashing and burning public services or markets will go haywire again. Now, the same goes for public sector pay, by the way, the underlying myth here, because it's like, well, don't know if you noticed, inflation's pretty bad, spiraling out of control, nothing to do with pay. I mean, we can see it's got nothing to do with pay because we've had the longest squeeze in real terms pay for workers in this country, literally on record. I mean, you'd have to go back to the 19th century when records began, comparable records. It, it, it's not been caused, this massive surge inflation, obviously by pay, which is declining in real terms. What, what it's actually been caused by, is a detailed report by Unite found, is profiteering. In fact, company profits they found were responsible for 60% of surging inflation. Now, the truth is, the Tories just want another excuse. They want another excuse to shred the public sector and to drive working people into ever-growing insecurity whilst ensuring it remains boom time for those at the top. But it is all based on a lie. Whatever the ideological predilections of the Tories, hacking away at the state, hacking away at the public realm, believing that's the only way that the private sector can boom, there is no fiscal black hole that is an objective measure. It is a construction based on an arbitrary debt rule and projections dragged, not entirely out of a hat, but nonetheless... No one can know for sure that those projections will actually materialise. Now, we cannot go through this again. We can't. We've gone through now years of cuts. And look where it's left us. An NHS on the brink of implosion. Soaring waiting lists. A lack of basic medical equipment. 10% of the NHS staff missing. Those are vacancies which aren't filled where people are stuck in A&E for like 12 hours plus in the case of tens of thousands of people, where half of NHS are thinking of leaving, morale on the floor, an NHS which is just crumbling all around us. Not to, you know, nurses who've been driven to food banks. At the same time, we've got children driven into hardship, their future potential robbed away, which we will pay for in, in terms of our society and our economy for decades to come, and public services in general, which is just on their knees. It would be unforgivable to allow the Tories to trash living standards and our ever meagre public provision all over again and all for nothing. Don't believe this fiscal black hole as an objective measure. It isn't objective. It doesn't exist as an objective measure. And it is just an excuse for yet another assault on your hard-won living standards, on your rights, and on a public sector, which the Tories have already hacked to pieces. Please like, subscribe. I'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.